0: Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hoppersett would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Tonight, I would like to talk about revival, talk about signs and wonders. The purpose of sermon tonight is to stir you up, to be the Christians who expect signs and wonders, who will expect the Holy Spirit to do something in your life and through your life. You know, as a believer, we have two parts when we relate to God. One part, we are the receiver, and another part, we are the giver. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is like rivers, on the inner being. So we receive rivers from heaven and work on the inside of us. And we can expect miracles happen in our life, whether spiritual miracles or emotional or mental signs and wonders or physical signs and wonders or relationship or finances. Wherever the Holy Spirit shows up, there's a power and there is a miracle. So I am a man who expects signs and wonders in my own life. I expect God to do something supernatural in me. But Jesus also said in John chapter 7 that the rivers will flow out of you. Rivers, not R-I-V-E-R, but R-I-V-E-R-S. Many kinds of anointings, different kinds of manifestation. The rivers of God will flow out of you and touch other people's life. We can expect signs and wonders that come through the anointing in our life. If you don't have that expectation, you will never see one. It's about expectation. I expect, even though I'm a doctor, but I expect signs and wonders in my own life and expect signs and wonders that happened 2,000 years ago with the Lord Jesus Christ, with the apostles, with the early church. It can happen today because we are worshiping and serving the same God. If something happened in the Old Testament and New Testament, we can expect the same signs and wonders or similar signs and wonders today. But I think Christians nowadays are trained to more like relate to YouTube, to computer, to email, to internet. So we are so spoiled by the technologies, and we don't need signs and wonders. We have everything that we need with the technology nowadays. We can just jump into the car and drive to somewhere, and we don't need God to help us that much because we have a car to drive. But again, even we're living in the high technology society, we should still expect signs and wonders. We should still want to see signs and wonders happen in our own life, in our family, in our church all the time. In Acts chapter 2, if you notice, the early church started with signs and wonders. The early church did not start with a group of committee, sit down and talk and plan. They did not start that way. They start by prayer, seeking God, and suddenly signs and wonders happened. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit came down. In Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 6, when the day of Pentecost had fully come. This is a starting point of the early church, the first church on earth in Jerusalem. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit And began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, everyone says sound. It's pretty loud. Sound occurred. The multitude came together and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language you can see that God started the church with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, with the file of God. So we should start the church with the file of God. That's how we started the church in Thailand, in Bangkok. I started to have a, one meeting in a house with 20 people. And that day, the file of God came. And after that, the church grew very quickly because we started the same pattern as the early church. Started with the file of God, with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is so important to our personal life and to the church life, To the as a corporate church. We need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We need the infilling. We need the fire of God all the time. Sometimes Christians never think about the importance of the Holy Spirit enough. We need to really fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and led by the Holy Spirit all day long. We need to really learn how to walk in the Spirit. The early church started with being filled with the Spirit and with the fire of God. And you notice that when the fire of God came, when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came upon that place, it was very loud. There was no quiet revival in church history. If the church is quiet, until you can hear the wings of bats in the room, like in the Dacora movie. That is not revival. Revival is always loud. Because when God moves, He wants people to know, I am moving. People will see and will hear. And people will be amazed and say, what is going on here? God wants to get people attention. Amen? How many people has gone to see doctors before? Do you go to see a doctor and then look at his diploma on the wall and then see his picture and then walk out and never talk to the doctor? Have you done that? Is that fulfilling to go to see a doctor but see his, only his diploma and his face on the wall? No, you need to meet him. You want to see your doctor. You want your doctor to grab your hand and feel the pulse and put the stethoscope on your chest to listen to your heartbeat or do some examination and talk back and forth. You need to meet your doctor. The same thing. We should be the Christian who expect to meet God. I don't want to go to a meeting, walk in and see the picture of Jesus on the wall and read about his detail in the Bible, read about it like a diploma on the wall, and then I walk out and I never touch Jesus. I never have the touch of God, and God never touch me, never fill me up. I don't want that kind of meeting. I want a meeting that I will meet my doctor, and his name is Jesus. That Jesus will touch me. Like 2,000 years ago, when Jesus touched those people, but now he touched people by the Holy Spirit. Our meeting should be filled with the presence of God. And when people meet God, they know that God is real. Amen. In the testimony in Indonesia, so many Jude people say oh, we were backsliding. But after God touched them, they say we come back on fire for God again. Because God is so real. We know now God is so real because they met that God. And God touched them. And they know that God is so real to them. And that is revival service. That is a service that we expect God to show up and do something to you. Amen? Amen. I would be very bored to go to church every Sunday without the move of the Spirit of God. And just sit there listen to nice sermon and go home and never meet God. I want to meet God. Amen. Acts chapter 2, verses 6 to 7. And when this sound was heard, the multitude came together and they were astonished and bewildered because each one heard them, the apostles, speaking in his own particular dialect. And they were beside themselves with amazement, saying, are ah, not all these are talking Galileans? You see that when God moves, some people are going to be amazed. Some people will be shocked and scared. And that is normal because our mental capacity cannot understand what God is doing. But don't be scared because God is good. He wants to do something. He wants to change you. In the past 10 years of being in revival, I can witness that it's so wonderful to be touched by the fire of God and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So many changes happen in my life. So many good things happen in my personal life, my family life, my work, my prayer life, my worship life. Everything is improving every single week. My relationship with God is improving all the time because the Holy Spirit is the person who will bring me to God. And signs and wonders happen. Amen? In Acts chapter 2, verses 12 to 13, and all were beside themselves with amazement and were puzzled and bewildered, saying to one another, what can this mean? When you see the move of God, people say, what does this mean? What is going on here? You saw the movie a while ago from Indonesia. I think some of you may wonder, what, this, what is happening there? Why these people cry? Why they roll on the floor? Why they fall down? Why they... Uh, Clap and jump up and down. What is going on? I think you have that question in your mind. But others make a joke of it and derisively say it. They are simply drunk and full of sweet intoxicating wine. So they think that these people were drunk with wine. How many people got drunk before? Raise your hand up. I got drunk before. Yes. Oh, why? Why do you have to hide it? God already forgives you. How many people got drunk before? Raise your hand up. Okay. How many people still, still get drunk every week? Raise your hand up. <laughs> then it's a different story. Okay. If you get drunk every week, it's a different story. Okay, I got drunk before, so I know what it means to be drunk. What happens when you get drunk? The alcohol comes into your veins, into your blood vessel, and seep into every cell, into your muscle cell, into your brain cell. And that alcohol marinated you, filled you up, controlled you. So eventually, you cannot walk very well. You start to go like this. You laugh. You speak some nonsense thing. You just look like a drunk person because alcohol control you. The Apostle Paul said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. So God wants us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If you read the Bible carefully, you can see that our God is a too much God. It's an excessive God. If God wants to give us something, He wants to give so much to be filled and full and overflow out of our life. Amen? Let me ask this question. How many people, if I say to you right now that I have a $1 million check and I want to give to you, what are you going to do if I hold a check like this? run Run to me like crazy to get that check? Okay. But you know a lot of Christians are like this. I like to have only $5 check. I am very content with $5. I'm very content with $10. But God doesn't want us to be that way in the spiritual realm. God wants us to be hungry and thirsty for more of the things of heaven. If he gives you 1 million, you say no, not enough. I want 10 millions from heaven. I'm not talking about cash or talking about dollars. I'm talking about the things of heaven. And God say in the Bible that my cup runs over. So when he poured the anointing, the holy spirit on you, he want to pour to the point just run over, come out all over the place. And that's what happened when you're drunk with the holy spirit. Your whole body, your mind, your spirit, your muscle and everything in your life got filled with the holy spirit and controlled by the Spirit of the living God. And if you can do that on a regular basis, it will be good for you. Amen? I want you to be that kind of hungry people. I receive one email almost every two days from south part of Thailand. This, he is a dentist. He got touched by the file of God in the meeting in Bangkok last October. And then he emailed me, can you pray for me that I will speak in tongues? I say, okay, I pray for you speak in tongue. This is all email. One day later, he said, I got it. I spoke in tongue. And then he emailed me back two days later. You know, I heard that you got drunk in the Holy Spirit. I like to get drunk in the Holy Spirit. So he emailed me, could you pray for me that I get drunk in the Holy Spirit? This man, this dentist is hungry. He wants everything that the heavens want to give to him. And I believe he's going to get drunk in the Holy Spirit. He is Baptist, by the way. So he said last Sunday he shared about the fire of God and the whole church, the whole church, the fire of God started to come down and all these Baptist people have fun. They have fun. They are not against it. So that church is going to change into a charismatic church very soon in the south part of Thailand. Amen. People are hungry for the things of God and we should be hungry. We should seek more and more of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, overflowing. Believe me, it's so good to have an overflowing the infilling of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's wonderful. You should seek, you should ask, you should knock, you should do everything that God will fill you up all the time. You can do it in your own bedroom at home. You can do it in your closet. You should ask God to fill you. Amen? And He can do anytime. Actually, in Indonesia, I was preaching on, Friday and Saturday. For Sunday, I'm free. So I went up to worship the Lord. I just say, God, I love you. I don't understand what they're talking about here. I don't understand their language, what they're thinking. But the only thing I say, I love you. Suddenly, at that night, 30 a.m. during worship, the Holy Spirit came upon me and I start to get drunk. I don't want to bother people. I just kneel down and start to laugh in the Holy Ghost for almost half an hour. Got drunk and drunk and cry. And on the, floor, on the ground, I kneel down and, and God touched me. It's so wonderful to be drunk, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then God changed you from the inside. And miracle will happen. Your prayer life will be different. Amen. You have more faith. You have more love. You have more understanding and revelation of the things of God. Amen. So tonight I want to challenge you and encourage you to be that kind of Christian. Hungry. Looking for the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. My daughter told me that she listened to the preaching of T.D. Jake on the Thanksgiving night. And T.D. Jake talked about, don't just think about having a nice home, having a nice car, having a nice uh, material things. But your guy should be hungry for the things of heaven. Love, joy, peace, power, anointing. You should be hungry for the things of heaven. And I like that. I like that kind of preaching. Because I agree. If you get what the heaven gives to you spiritually, the rest materially, financially will come anyway, automatically. But you need to seek the things of heaven first. Amen? Verses 14 to 15, the Bible says, Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd, fellow Jews, and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say, for these are not drunk, mean not drunk by wine. As you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, actually these people were drunk by the Holy Spirit. They were not drunk by wine or alcohol. They were so filled with the Holy Spirit. They laugh, they make noise, they run around, and, you know, they have a, posture and activity of people who get drunk but not with wine. So you can see that you have two choices. Either you sit in the meeting and just being analytic. Just analyze what's going on there. You just think and you compare with your theology book and you think and you analyze. You sit there for ten years and analyzing what is going on in the meeting. You will never Drink the new wine of God. But I want to let you know that instead of analyzing what God is doing, you start to drink. You start to receive. You start to open your heart and receive with hunger and thirst. And then God gonna fill you up. I notice that there are two kinds of Christian mental Christian or soulish Christian, people who always use their mind to analyze and do things. And the Christian who, who depend on the spirit and move in the Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit move on the inside of them. And keep drinking, keep receiving, being hungry for the things of God. They open their heart to receive. Amen? And I want to encourage you, don't be mental Christian. Don't be soulless Christian, but be spiritual Christian who receive and drink the new wine from heaven. Amen. I hope that you will be that kind of people who want a better life, going higher, higher in the things of God. Amen? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The reason the devil doesn't want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, because he knows that you, when you are drunk by the Holy Spirit, you're so filled with the Holy Spirit, you are not living in fear anymore. Do you notice that Drunk people are not fearful. They dare to say something. They dare to hit each other and run around, do a lot of stuff. When you're so filled with the Holy Spirit, you are not afraid to share the gospel, to preach Jesus to people. So the church that believes in the infilling of the Holy Spirit, members will witness more, will go out and testify about Jesus more. The church will grow faster. Amen? So the sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit is to save souls, to care about souls. If you don't care about souls, you need to go back home and examine yourself. Maybe you are not filled anymore. The oil has leaked out from your life and you become lukewarm. You become cold toward God. And you don't want to tell people about Jesus anymore. But if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you don't care how many hours you have to fly to witness to people. You don't care how late, how jet lag you are to preach the gospel. You're going to be on fire for God. You want to tell people about Jesus Christ. The love of Jesus will shine through your face and come out from your mouth. Amen? I want to see the church that way. A church that loves lost souls and witness, Tell people, evangelize, sharing the gospel with people and the Holy Spirit will be the one who helps you and empowers you. Amen? Why we should be filled with the fire of God? Because we want to walk like Jesus. Jesus said in John 14, verse 12, Most actually I say to you, he who believes in me, the work that I do, he will do also. And greater works than this, he will do. Because I go to my Father. Did Jesus talk about the pastor, evangelist, prophet, Apostles, teachers, he talked about who believed in me. How many people believe in Jesus in this room? Raise your hand up. Did he talk to you? That who believed in me? mean you and me, not just the pastor. The work that he did, we will do also. So Jesus expects us to do similar ministry to him. Preaching the gospel making disciple, perform signs and wonders. When I say perform signs and wonders, I don't mean that somebody will fly in the air in front of you. I don't mean that way. A signs and wonder can be powerful prayer, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, healing, deliverance, casting out demons, prophecy, tongue interpretation. Amen? Give of faith. I exercise the gift of faith, while I was in Indonesia, a grandma came to me and said, my grandson was very sick and need to go to the hospital. He is very sick with high fever, 42 centigrade. I grabbed her hand and I exercise my faith, signs and wonders. I say, in Jesus' name, this baby must be healed right now. And next morning, she came to talk to me. She said, at that hour, the baby was healed. Yeah. Yeah. That's signs and wonders. Amen? Signs and wonders that happen in your life. Jesus always walked in signs and wonders and miracles. He cast out demons. He healed the sick. He performed signs and wonders. He used word of knowledge. We should expect to live that way, like Jesus. And we cannot do those things. We cannot live with miracles and supernatural things without the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled. We need to be controlled. We need to be led by the Holy Spirit 24-7 if we want to walk like Jesus. Signs and wonders all the time. Don't think that, oh, that is for Ben-Nehim. is for Rahan Bongi. That is for another evangelist. No, you can have signs and wonders in your home. Amen? You can have signs and wonders in your workplace. You can have signs and wonders on the street. You walk and meet somebody, you pray for somebody and that person gets healed and gets saved. Amen? Amen. You can expect signs and wonders everywhere but you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to really learn how to walk with the Spirit so that signs and wonders will happen. You may say, no, I'm not a preacher. I don't go out and pray for people. But you know, you yourself need signs and wonders too. Think about it. You all need a breakthrough. And which power are you going to bring that breakthrough? The power of God. You may face some financial problem. You need a miracle on your finances. Maybe your family is breaking down. Something happened to your marriage or to your kids. You need signs and wonder. You need power to break that attack of the enemy. So, all of us need signs and wonder and need power of God, either for yourself. Ourself or for other people. So every Christian should live a life of power because we have the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Signs and wonders. Amen? Just want to encourage you tonight that don't just whatever will be, will be. You need to say, I wake up in the morning today. I'm going to have a good day at my office. Something good going to happen. Again, may not be somebody fly in the air. But when I talk to somebody, that person gets encouraged and gets set free from discouragement. Because you speak the word from the Holy Spirit to that person, bam, set free. Yes. When I came home, I found that my wife was sick with a flu, coughing, fever. So I prayed for her. I lay hand on her. And I expected signs and wonders that she's going to be healed. And she already got better. She'd feel much better yesterday after we prayed together. We need to walk like that. This is a normal life. Every day, pray for people. Believe, expecting. Yeah. The mountain's going to be moved. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Even finances. Yeah. I want to preach the gospel. I don't want to take money from the church, so I want to give money to the church. I want to have money enough to fly. to. You know, One of the reasons people cannot preach the gospel is because they don't have money to fly. So, Every day when I wake up in the morning, I say, in the name of Jesus, money will come into me today at my office. Not that I'm covetous for money, but I speak like that for signs and wonder of financial provision so that I can preach the gospel, so that I can send money to Tampa, Florida, so that I can support other churches, so I can give money to the poor, I can help people. Amen? Actually interesting, yesterday a lawyer ta- come and talked to me. He said that I'm 62 now. Now I don't need any sport car. Do you have any project in your church? I said, yes, I have Uganda project. I have a project to feed kids in Thailand. He said, okay, I'm going to send money to your church every month. I said, good. And he's not a Christian, and he wants to support. So we're going to get some money for Uganda from this lawyer. Amen. So I say okay, I will help you every case for you. Every case you're going to win. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Amen. As Christian, we need to believe in signs and wonder. We need to believe that the Holy Spirit who is on the inside of us can do something supernaturally. Amen. Yeah. We believe in unspeakable joy of the Holy Ghost. We believe in healing. We believe in casting out demons. We believe in gifts of the Holy Spirit. Gift of tongues interpretation. Gift of Word of knowledge, gift of prophecies, gift of teaching, preaching, all kinds of gifts that we need to believe in signs and wonders. We should be that kind of Christian. Amen. Amen. God gives the joy to his joy to the church nowadays because he know that the work has to be done. And if we don't have the joy, we will be weak because the joy of the Lord gives us strength. This is not jokey joy in the brain. I'm talking about the joy of the Holy Ghost that comes from the inside. And you can receive it if you ask for it. And I learned that lesson. In fact, when I went to Indonesia, I was a little bit upset with my schedule. Because by Sunday afternoon, all the people left, disappeared. Except me. I'm still stuck there in Indonesia another two days. Because we bought a ticket in the wrong way. But thank God. God knew that I should be there. What happened, i give you an example. The pastor took me to a house with all the relatives there, about 10 people, Indonesian family, with father, mother. And when I walk in, they give me some food to eat, <coughs> good food. When I start to sit down and eat, one of the ladies say, you know, I heard, they didn't come to our camp. They just heard about it. I heard that you have joy in your church, in your camp, in the camp. You lay hand on people and they got the joy of God. I said, yes. I said, yes. She said, I want it. This is in the house, not in the meeting. I start to get nervous. Wow. All this father, 70 years old, 80 years old, was sitting there watching me. And she said, I want it. And you pray for my husband too. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> and you pray for my dad too and my mom. And I mean, she just go on and on. She's so hungry, this lady. So I say, okay. We sat in a kind of row like this, and I began to explain about the joy of God. And I was a little bit nervous. What can I happen? Because they never see our meeting. And I began to pray, lay hands on them. And the joy came. Every one of them filled with the joy, including teenager, including a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> she was sitting laughing, and the pastor was laughing, and the pastor's wife was laughing, and he came, i got the breakthrough today. God touched all of them in that house, not even in the church meeting, because they asked, and they received. And the husband told me, You know, Pastor Lau, I have loved like this for a long time. Wow, this is great. Can you come back again? He loved it. It's wonderful to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? We need to expect signs and wonder The joy of God. If you don't like the joy in the church, I want to warn you ahead that when you get to heaven, you're going to be shocked because God laughs on the throne. If you don't like the joy of God, when you get into heaven, you're going to feel uncomfortable because people laugh everywhere. People dance, people have fun in heaven. It's not a sad heaven. It's a joyful heaven. Jesus say like this, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Jesus did not say, come into heaven, enter the sadness of the Lord. In heaven, there is so much joy. I want all of you to experience the joy of the Lord. They come up from the top me here, and you laugh, and you keep laughing. And when God made you laugh, go ahead and laugh. Don't hold back. Just release and laugh it out loud. Amen. And then everywhere you go, you're gonna bring the joy of God there. Amen. Everywhere you go, you just ha 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 ha. You just always laugh. And people can get get upset with you because of you always laugh. Then they get upset. Yeah, doctor. Ha 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 ha. And they just melt because I laugh. I don't get mad with them, I just laugh in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So we should expect signs and wonders. We expect the joy of the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, And he said to them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. And he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, mean signs and wonders, will follow the pastor, the preacher, the evangelist. Is that right? No. Signs and wonders will follow who? Those who believe. How many people are the candidate for signs and wonders? Raise your hand up. How many people are believers? If you are believers, you can expect signs to follow you everywhere you go. The reason you don't see that, you don't expect because you are not taught. When you are taught, you are told, then you begin to have faith and say, yes, I'm going to expect signs and wonders in my life now and in the people around me. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, after the Lord has spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. And listen carefully, the Lord working with them. The Holy Spirit was working with them and confirming the word. When you preach the word, you tell people about Jesus, he confirmed the word through the accompanying signs and wonders. That should be the normal Christian life. Everywhere you go, you preach the word, you tell people about Jesus, and then you pray for people, signs and wonders will happen. Something going to happen. If they lose their job, they get the job back. They get sick, you pray, they get healed. Amen? Amen. Signs and wonders follow where you go and when you preach the word. Look at the example in the Bible, Acts chapter 8, verses 5 to 8. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria, preached Christ to them, and multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Everyone say Miracles. And for unclean spirits crying with loud voice came out of many who were possessed. And many who were polarized and lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. When God showed up, there is great joy. Because God come to do good things to people. Amen. I'm going to keep believing and having faith. That I personally, myself, my life, going to reach to that point that wherever I go, when I preach the gospel, signs and wonders will happen. Miracles will happen. Everywhere I go, even in the hospital, when I pray, when I talk to people, signs and wonders will happen. We need to believe and press in. Press in to get to that point of our life to become like Jesus. We may not be there right away in one night or in one week, but if we press in and we keep being filled with the Holy Spirit, the reason we have Friday night meeting like this, so that you are like a rocket, no rocket, the fire behind your tail, shoot you out to go serve God. And once a while after the orbit, you come around to the station and get filled with the oil again. So you can go out again in the orbit and do the work. Friday night like this is a time of filling the gasoline, so you can feel more and go to the next level and see greater signs and wonders, more often, more often signs and wonders, because you get filled with the Holy Spirit all the time. Come back and feel. Go out, come back and feel. Go out, come back and feel with the fire of God. Amen? I remember many times people get mad at me when I lay hand on people, and people fall down and they get mad at me. They say, Pastor, you make the church not grow. The church doesn't grow because of you, because you lay hand and people fall down. The guests get mad. They don't come back. But you know, maybe that person that I pray for, the family is broken down. And they need deliverance. Maybe another person have a terminal cancer. And if the pastor doesn't lay hand and pray for that person, that person may die of cancer. Are we going to please man or please God? Some people come to the church, they need a breakthrough in their life. And some people don't even know that they need a breakthrough because they are so blind. They don't know that they are in trouble right now. They need the Holy Spirit. But they think that this is something nonsense. Lay hand, pray, Holy Spirit moving. It's not nonsense. It's holy. It's miracles. When the Holy Spirit touch people, something's going to happen on the inside of them. Some good things are going to happen. Amen? Yeah. That's why I enjoy going to another nation and serve God there. Because there are less people who sit there and criticize me about the move of God than in the U.S. Because here people just get used to three songs, three slow songs, preaching 15 minutes, and then walk out and done. The service is over. But if you go to the service of the Lord Jesus Christ, it will last for a long time. Amen. And not only last for a long time, because he prayed for the sick, he prayed for people who get delivered from demon. Not only that, very really loud. Ah! Mm! Demon come out, people cry, and people run around and jump up and down. So people in the western country are not used to the service of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because it will be loud. Amen? It's not a dead service. It's a lively service. Amen. So we need to build the new culture here (laughs) in America. That is normal. Signs and wonders is normal in the church. We should expect God to touch us. Amen. Because God confirmed His Word with signs and wonders. Amen. Some of you may come today with a burden. You're going to live without burden. Some of you may come here with sickness you will live without sickness. The sickness will be melted by the power of God. What you need to do is to open your heart. God showed me this. The laying on of hand or the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is like when you have a bottle. In that bottle may be filled with chunks, filled with dirty water. So God sent the Holy Spirit in and get rid of bad things. And at the same time, he gives you supernatural things to replace it. And this is a process lit, happening little by little. He may get rid of your bad attitudes that day, and he fill you up with supernatural love. He may get rid of your sickness and he fill you up with unspeakable joy of the Holy Ghost. Maybe that day he take out the curse or the demon that put curse into your life, and then he fill you with supernatural wisdom. Supernatural strength, supernatural gift, supernatural guidance, supernatural finances, supernatural provision. He wants to give to you the things from heaven, and it he come by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in Romans chapter eight, verse 11, Romans chapter eight, verse 11, "The Holy Spirit never come and give you bad things. He come to give you good things. Amen. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So when you get touched by the spirit, mean the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, rise up and flow over your body, overflow, and it will give life. In the world, there are always two sides of the story. Darkness, light. Sadness, joy. Sickness, health. Poverty, prosperity. Dumbness, wisdom. Is that a new word, dumbness? Okay. I create new word, dumbness and wisdom. Hell, heaven. Satan, God. Evil spirit, the Holy Spirit. And some of us may have a lot of bad things in your life right now. Broken relationship, wonderful marriage and relationship. Sin, righteousness. Amen. So, when the spirit come and touch you, he want to get rid of the bad things, and he fill you up with good things. You may not know what it is, but... The storehouse in heaven is unlimited. Keep filling, keep more and more and more. Amen. As I mentioned to you, since I've been filled with the Holy Spirit all the time, my prayer life is different now. My worship life, my relationship with God is so different. I wake up in the morning and just fall in love with Jesus. Jesus, I love you. I don't know how to explain. It's inside here, the Holy Spirit work on the inside that I just love God so much. I just so on fire all the time. I'm not lukewarm. I'm on fire. I told people in Indonesia, say, I don't care to be tired, but I just want your guy to be blessed. I come here to bless you. On fire. I want to see people change. Amen? Your financial life is different. Your family life is different. Pastor Dan, our relationship has improved all the time because of the fire of God, because of the Spirit of God on the inside of us. It's wonderful. So I want to make a conclusion here. Number one, we need to be Christians who expect signs and wonders. We allow God to work in us signs and wonders. When, when you come to God, to, you go to every Sunday service, don't go there, oh, you know, I'm just a good Christian. I'm going to perform my ritual ceremony now. I come and sing uh, three hymns and three hearths and And then listen to sermon. And after that, I finish my ritual ceremony. I go home. No. Every Sunday, you come and you expect change and signs and wonders. Every time you pray, you expect signs and wonders. Every time you go out to meet people and talk about God and pray for people, you expect signs and wonders. You may not see it right at your eyes, but it may happen a few days later. You don't even know. Who cares? I don't care to see it. I just expect and I believe God will work because of faith. And how can we have signs and wonder without the infilling of the Holy Spirit? We need to be filled. Filled. Filled with the Holy Ghost who gives signs and wonders. The signs and wonders doesn't, doesn't come from your head knowledge or come from your diploma from the Bible school. No. It comes from the power of the Holy Ghost. It comes from the rivers on the inside of you to flow out to do something for you in the name of Jesus. So tonight, is a time that the rocket need to be filled up with the gas. So that you can go out Monday to Saturday to do the work of God. To build a godly family. To be a good parents, To be a good nurse and doctor in the hospital. To be supernatural nurse and doctors. Supernatural employees in your office. Everywhere you go, you go with the glory of God. Signs and wonders. God will confirm you, the word you preach with signs and wonders. Sometimes you preach, you don't preach from your mouth. You preach from your life. My patients know that I'm a Christian doctor. I preach from my life. I don't say all the time I'm a Christian. They know. So when they see signs and wonders, they know God is with me. Amen? And now, how to receive? You don't receive the fire of God or the Holy Spirit by your head. Because God deals with your heart. You receive by your heart. You need to open your heart up and say, God, fill me up. I surrender. I yield. I don't care what people think about me. I don't care what can happen to me. I'm here to surrender to you 100%. I'm here to receive from you by faith. The faith is the issue of the heart, not the head. Amen? Faith is of the heart. So when you open your heart and receive God feel you a little bit more, give you some more new things. And then you can go to the next level in your Christian life. God wants to do that to you. He, he is a merciful, loving, compassionate God. You can trust Him. God is a good God and He wants to give good things to you. The book of Luke says, the Father will not give scorpion to the children. How much more when you ask for the Holy Spirit the Lord will not give to you. Look chapter 11, verse 13. If you ask for the Holy Spirit, the Lord will give to you. So you need to ask, and you open your heart and receive. Amen? I never share this in our church, but God gave me wisdom how to share in Indonesia, because I notice people don't know how to receive. I say that I went to have a swine flu shot. Actually, I got a few shots in the past, you know, the, the vaccine shot. So I give example that when I get to swine full shot, the nurse in the emergency room at Evergreen Hospital, they do like this. They tap on my shoulder a few times and they squeeze my flesh and then, chooom, just put the needle in. Do you know why the nurse did that? So that it will irritate your skin to have some pain first and when it's squeezed, you will feel the pressure on the skin. Then your brain will forget about the pain from the needle. It's a psychology. And the same thing with patient. Before I perform surgery, I need to go in with psychology to prep that person to be ready to be cut on. Hi, today don't worry, I treat you like my family. I do my best. I'm a very perfectionistic surgeon. Don't worry about it. I prep them. And then the nurse come in and prep by putting IV giving verset a little bit, the IV juice. <sighs> then the, the patient start to kind of, yeah, okay, cut on me. And then they change the gown to get ready. You, you cannot have surgery with your street clothes. You have to take your street clothes off and put the gown on and the special kind of cloth for surgery. And they prepare you with everything, the IV, the medication, the oxygen. Get ready for surgery. Some people can get surgery on the straight cloth, No problem. Okay, cut on me right now. I'm ready. Some people are like that. And some of you are like that. You're so hungry, you're so desperate to get healing of your body. But some people hesitate and some people are scared. Ugh, knife, needle, mm. so they're scared. So the doctor have to prepare, to prep, to get them ready for the surgery. The same thing with the fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire of the Holy Ghost is like surgery. When the fire comes in, he will cut something out and he gives you anesthesia. Laughter. Shaking. Burning. Some feeling that you focus on that feeling so you don't focus on what he is doing to you. Anesthesia. So the same thing, this is a kind of army, the hospital. Now we get all the soldiers come back. We want to give them some injection of the fire of God. We need to prepare you to get ready. Because not everyone is ready to receive the fire. Emotionally, spiritually. Somebody criticized me. Why you have to lie people up to lay hands on? Yeah. We have to lie people up. Because it happened already in Indonesia. I didn't lie people up on the first night. People just come in, boom, like this. 100 people come in and they lay hand on everybody. God touched them, but they dare not do anything because they're afraid they're going to hit somebody in the back or going to fall on somebody. So um, people just worry and worry about falling, worry about manifestation. That if demon come, and maybe next person, maybe demon come out, and that person, ah, I don't want to be around you. So the atmosphere is not helping you to receive because you're scared, you worry. So the best is to arrange like a hospital, line up bed by bed, line up bed by bed. Okay, next row, next next line, another bed group a bed, line up. Okay, make sure when if you fall down, you don't hit the next person because the other person needs surgery. He doesn't want to wake up during surgery. You will let him lay down. If you hit him, he will wake up and then not fun. Not only that, during surgery, you don't want the relative come in. During in the middle of brain surgery, relative walk in, Hi, John! How are you doing? Is that right? You don't want your relative come in. Hi, John, how is your head? Does it hurt? <laughs> the same thing. When you get touched by God and lay on the floor, don't bother them. Don't go and talk to them. Don't minister to them. Just leave them alone. Let the Holy Spirit do the work. Don't touch them. Don't pick them up. Let them stay alone. I don't like to see lay hand fall down and people pick up right away. Because that is like during the middle of the surgery, you wake the patient up in the middle. The patient get mad. So don't do that. We line up so that people will be in the condition ready to receive. Now, why fall down? Good question. Why fall down? Number one, let me explain to you. In the Old Testament and New Testament, when people met God, when the Israelites met God, they humbled themselves before God. They went down, all of them. Abraham, Isaac, Apostle John, Daniel, all of them, when they come into the presence of God, they bowed down, they fall on the floor to show humility, surrender, and yielding to God. So falling on the floor is biblical. Amen? This style of sitting on the chair like this is Roman style, the Roman Empire style. This is not Christian style, not God's people's style. God's people come to God and surrender, not sitting on the chair. Second reason why I fall down, because some people got touched and they lose strength and they fall. I think that happened maybe even less than the third one. Because we want to wrestle with God. We want to spend time with God. Sometimes God doesn't touch you right away because he wants to test your heart where you are. You remember Jacob wrestled with God. He wrestled with God in the book of Genesis until God touched him. Actually, that happened to me more in the beginning of my life in revival than being touched and knocked on the floor by the power of the Holy Spirit because I was so hungry. I went down and I started to talk to God spend time with God, and after a few minutes, God touched me because I was so hungry to be touched by God. God did not touch me right away, but I went down to wrestle with God. Now, why not wrestle with God when you stand? Very simple, psychologically. Will you allow doctors to perform surgery on you when you're standing up? No. You need to relax. When you stand too long, what happened to your legs? Tired. or you kneel down. Some people cannot kneel because the knee gets hurt. What is the most comfortable posture that you can really wrestle with God in a humble way? On the floor. And not only that, on the floor you don't see anybody. When you stand, you just keep looking so you don't focus on God. You keep looking at other people all the time. Oh, what happened? Oh, what happened? But if you fall on the ground, you're just between you and God and let God touch you. And that works. In the Saturday meeting in Indonesia, I taught them the same way. Oh, wow! God just moved because they were ready. They were prepared for the surgery. Like you go to the hospital. Their heart is ready. They know now how to receive from God. They know how to yield to God. And boom, 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 God touched People, demons come out, people get filled with the fire of God because they know how to receive. it. Amen? You understand now why people fall in this kind of meeting? Because this is not a typical Sunday meeting. This is a revival meeting. It's a time to be touched by God. It's a time to be marinated by the Holy Spirit and change your life forevermore. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen? How many people want to walk in signs and wonders? Raise your hand up. How many people want to be filled with the Holy Spirit more and more in your life? How many people want victory? Victory comes from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is everything that you need in the name of Jesus. The Father is in heaven. He's not coming down to deal with you. The Lord Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. But the Holy Spirit is on earth right now. He is the one who gives you everything that you need. Wisdom, joy, healing, strength, protection, guidance, direction, ministry, gifts, anything that you need in your life come from the Holy Spirit. If Christian don't love the Holy Spirit, they are not very wise. He is the person. He is the key. That's why I love the Holy Spirit. It's the key for everything in your life. The church needs to be open to the Holy Spirit. So you sin less and less and less and become more holy and righteous. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. If you're so filled with the Holy Spirit, you cannot even think about sinning. I'm serious. You cannot even think. I cannot think about that. Holy Spirit is so filled with holiness on the inside that you cannot even think about cheating and and committing adultery and do bad things. He is the answer for your walk. It's so wonderful. Amen. And He gives you victory. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. How many people have some experience about what I say here? That the Holy Spirit helped you. So tonight, yield. Amen? Come and yield. Receive. Get hungry. Don't worry about other people. If God going to make you cry, go ahead and cry. Just cry like a baby. Don't hold back. It's about releasing. When God wants to do something in you and you let go, release, it will move even more. But if you fight, you hold back, God will not force you. So if God wants you to make you cry, just cry like a baby. If God wants you to make you laugh, just laugh like a baby. Baby always laugh. If you go to baby, baby always like this. Either laugh or cry. Amen? If God makes you feel like you're falling, just go ahead and fall. Don't fight, don't try to... Like this to God, just yield. Just go ahead. Because if you learn how to yield here. You're going to yield on the street. You're going to yield in the classroom. You're going to yield on the bus. You're going to yield in the airplane. You're going to yield to him everywhere. But if you fight with him in this kind of meeting, you're going to fight with him everywhere. God may speak to you. Go to talk to that person. You say, no, 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 no. No, no, no. I don't want to talk to that person. But God say, go to talk to that person. You say, no, 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 no. Because here in the meeting, you say no already. So you practice rebellious spirit already to say no to God all the time. You need to learn how to yield, to surrender, to flow with him. So that when God come and warn you about some danger, warn you about some financial trouble that's coming, he can protect you and you obey him, then you can avoid that financial problem. You can avoid family problem because God warned you ahead of time. Learn how to yield and listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Why don't we sing a song? Can we sing a song? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Why don't we all focus on the Lord? make a decision to yield to be hungry to surrender God I cannot be the one the person you want us to be without you I need you Lord I need your touch I need the infilling of the spirit of the living God I need you Father Father In Jesus' name. Like a woman,
1: we issue of love, We, we pray. pray. Suddenly, a touch from heaven, Jesus came and set me free. came and rescued
0: fire Lord to touch your people that cup runs over infilling and overflowing yes Lord praising
1: through the brow. and suddenly a touch from heaven Jesus came and rescued me, and suddenly a from heaven. Jesus came and set me free. Jesus came and set me free. Fire! And suddenly, fire! Hallelujah! Happy! Fire! Fire! And suddenly, feel in the name of Jesus. Feel! Welcome welcome you, Lord. Jesus feel. He feel. set me free. free. And, and suddenly, a feel a touch from heaven. Yes, Lord. Fire of God. Jesus feel. Right now, rescue. Jesus' mighty name. Fire. Feel. And suddenly, and suddenly, fire. Feel. A touch feel. from heaven. Yes, Lord. Feel! Jesus came and set me free. free. Yes, Lord. And suddenly, suddenly, feel! A touch from Fire! Feel right now! Jesus, Jesus came. Don't hurry to rescue. get up. Don't hurry to get up. Wrestle with God. Wrestle with God. Let God touch you. Let God touch you. Fire! Fire! me free. Right now. Fire! Right now, fill! Change in the name of Jesus. Fill! Yes, Lord, go ahead and cry. Go ahead. Go ahead, don't hold back. Just go ahead and cry. Yes, go ahead and cry. Fire! Fill. Go ahead, release, release, cry, go ahead, yes, yes, go ahead, fire, yes, Lord, build, fire, build, right now, touch, yes, Lord, touch.
0: This message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, 9170 Southeast 64th Street, Mercer Island, Washington. 98040 Thank you very much.